0: Welcome to the Mom to Mom podcast. Our hope is that this monthly podcast will provide both encouragement and practical help as you move forward in raising the next righteous generation. Thank you so much for listening. Hello, moms. Today on our Mom to Mom podcast, we are interviewing Erin Wood. She is a mom of four children and she's married to Bruce Wood, who's on staff at Orangecrest Community Church as an associate pastor. Today's topic is teaming together in family life. This topic is really important because learning to work together is a vital skill which can lead to many life-changing results. All children, all people, will be faced with the need to play their God-given role in their family, community, and workplace. So regardless of the circumstances that you find yourself in at this time, these principles, which we will be discussing today, can be readily applied to the different circumstances in your life. With that said, Erin, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Yeah, well Bruce and I have been married for um about 12 years and like Erica said we have four kids, seven and under, so life is pretty busy right now. Um I love supporting Bruce in his role at OCC and that's shifted and changed all throughout the years. Um, One of my favorite things throughout that that time though has been just investing in and getting to know the women at OCC and just helping them along, getting to know God more and getting traction and walking with Him and doing life together. So it's a joy to invest here because being a part of OCC really has changed our lives for the better as we've learned what it looks like to do life God's way, even down to the nitty gritty details of
0: our lives. Yes, I have seen you through all those transitions, <laughs> and it has been such a joy to watch you grow into a woman um, that really loves God. And I mean, I remember the first time I met you, I, you were newly married, and um, you, had, you and Bruce were just starting a life together. So this is really, uh, I'm really excited that we're going to be um, talking about this, because I have seen you guys team together. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it was a little bit of a rough beginning, but God has really grown up.
0: So um, let's get started. Um, what has God taught you about what it looks like to play your role in marriage?
1: Well, Bruce and I got married right after college at 21 and 22 years old, which looking back, we were pretty much babies. <laughs> um, and that was about six months before we got connected at OCC. So when we first started coming around, We were newlyweds, um, just starting to put life together, and um, we both had a general idea about what the Bible said about how husbands and wives should relate. You know, I knew I should follow, he knew he should lead, Um, but looking back, we were a pretty great example of how not to do married life. Um, Bruce was learning to lead, but I didn't give him a lot of space to grow in that, and I didn't extend much grace when he failed. And um, I was a great follower so long as he was going the direction I wanted him to go in and what he was doing was making sense to me. But um, if he veered off the course that I wanted to go on, I got upset and emotional and generally kind of tried to pull him back into what I wanted him to do. So over time, those dynamics really broke down trust and made it really hard for us to work together as a unified team. Thankfully, we had the chance to watch a lot of healthier marriages up close as we got more connected at OCC, and our marriage really started to change and become more healthy as we learned how to love each other sacrificially, serve each other, communicate openly and honestly, and learn how to forgive each other and get back on the same page after a disagreement. Um, For those of you who were around OCC for a while, um, heart attitudes really helped us get traction in that. Over time, God has been helping us get more and more in sync with his design for marriage, although we still definitely have a lot of room to grow.
0: So Erin, I hear you saying that um, the Bible, the truths that are found in the Bible about how to do your role aren't readily, uh, you know, that's not something that comes natural. (laughs) Definitely not. (laughs) And I, I hear you saying that the two things that really helped you were that you had to learn to put the bible into practice Mm -hmm. and that you had to see people live the the roles out in front of you Mm -hmm. and those two things were really helpful how about you tell me about the transition into parenting
1: we welcomed our first baby a few months before our fifth wedding anniversary about seven and a half years ago that was such a sweet time for us but i don't think i had any idea the degree to which that would just rock our world i mean i knew things would change but um, figuring out how to parent together just opened up all kinds of new opportunities to make decisions, to team together, and to play our role as husband and wife, and figure out how to be mom and dad to our, our new baby girl. God really used that season of parenting to shine a spotlight on some areas where I really struggled to follow authority and help me to grow as a wife, and even as a child of God, just learning how to really trust the Lord and walk with Him in everyday life.
0: can you give me an example of what that transition looked like maybe some of the things that were difficult about that transition
1: yes Um, one of the things that comes to mind almost immediately you know those first few weeks it just feels like around the clock you're you know feeding and changing diapers and burping and changing clothes and trying to get sleep somewhere in the middle of that and um I discovered pretty quickly that fairness was a really big deal to me and I didn't really realize that before then, but I just figured he's a parent, I'm a parent, and so we should just split this work 50-50 down the middle. I I thought
0: that as well.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And, um, it didn't take long for that to start unraveling, and, um... Bruce is a really sound sleeper, I tend to be a lot lighter of a sleeper, and so I'd be up feeding the baby, and we had this kind of, we just worked out this arrangement where I was going to feed the baby, and then he was going to change her diaper, and then we would both go back to sleep, and, you know, I'd be getting to where I was wrapping up feeding her, and I'd kind of nudge him, and then, you know, be ready for him to hand off the baby, and he'd nudge him again, and... By the time he was awake and ready to change his diaper, I had been sitting there waiting for who knows how long, and I was fuming mad, just really frustrated. And it wasn't too long after that that I um, was talking to a friend who really graciously said, like, well, why don't you just change the diaper? It sounds like you guys would both get a lot more sleep if you, you know, changed up your approach. And I just, it was like completely, massive paradigm shift that, you know, I would consider doing all of the work, and they went on to point out, like, you know, he's working all day, and you're staying home, like, you know, you are losing sleep during the day, but you do have only one child, like, you could take naps when she's sleeping or whatever, and it just really caused me to think through a team mentality, like, You know, now that I was staying home with his baby and he was working, maybe we wouldn't be splitting chores and work and everything 50-50 down the middle. But we could still really work together to manage our home and our family in a way that was um, helpful for the mission and just helpful in the big picture.
0: It's not going to be 50-50 and the roles. Everybody plays different roles in a marriage. And that seems to be the case in different Um, arenas in life um, Mm -hmm. on a soccer team I'm thinking there's different roles that people play on a soccer team there's a forward and a goalie and a defender Mm -hmm. I'm not really up on my soccer (laughs) (laughs) but I have picked up on some of those things Mm -hmm. what are other examples of what it looks like to parent together and um, how you follow your husband's lead In the arena of parenting.
1: Well, learning to follow my husband's lead in the area of parenting has been quite a journey for me. Um, One of the biggest things, kind of like what you're saying, is I really had to learn to appreciate our differences. Bruce is generally the more fun and adventurous parent in the Wood household. And in the beginning, I really struggled with a lot of insecurity because I felt like I couldn't measure up or I couldn't be as fun as he is. And I really was putting a lot of pressure on myself to be someone that I wasn't, Um, but when I operate with more of a team mentality, it actually helped me shift out of a place of failure and discouragement to to operating out of freedom and really being able to play to my strengths and really free Bruce up to play to his strengths. He's an incredible teacher and he's great at coaching our kids and a lot of practical skills. In addition to keeping things fun and adventurous, I tend to do more of the heavy lifting when it comes to keeping everyone fed, clothed, clean, and cared for. I also have a much greater love for reading aloud, and I log a lot of hours snuggled up on the couch with kids and books piled all around me. And for Bruce, most of the time, that just will put him to sleep immediately. So um, we both play a crucial role that the other would not play nearly as well and um, our kids have a deep foundational need for things that both of us bring to the table. So that said, because we are different, there's a lot of things that we approach differently, and that has been really helpful, but it's also been really challenging to to follow his lead in some key areas related to our kids. The first area we ran into pretty quickly was that of safety versus adventure and challenge. I'm sure you can even hear that in what I just shared. Um, By nature, I want to keep our kids safe avoid unnecessary risk, and protect them from difficulty. Bruce, on the other hand, often wants to challenge them and see if they can take that step or believe they can handle staying up late, you know, one night, or allow them to be in a brand new situation that might be scary or uncomfortable for them so he can coach them through it. Um... It's, I've learned that it's really important to be open and honest with my concerns. Um, it really is important for us to, to be communicating about all of the different things that we see. However, a lot of times it turns out that I'm thinking more in the moment and he has a long-range perspective in mind. There's something that he's seen that he really wants to coach them in or help them grow in um, so that they can become the kind of people that they want we want them to become. Um, a recent story, we were recently at um, Knott's Berry Farm, and our old age really wanted to go on some of the bigger rides. We're kind of transitioning with her from life as like a littler kid to like a bigger kid, so we're all kind of figuring that out. And I was really concerned about how she would handle it, and I had a definite preference that we just kind of hang out in Camp Snoopy and do all the rides there. Um, but I could tell that Bruce really wanted to help her with her goal and allow her to go on some of the bigger rides. So I decided to yield my preference and let him take her. And um, through that process, she did discover that she does not enjoy the log ride. But she also found out that she loved roller coasters. And, the, you know, though the, the log ride was really scary for her, she came back and was talking about how intense it was. <laughs> um it it really brought up an opportunity to help her with her goal, and it also created space for her to make a decision in a safe environment, experience the results, and learn a few things about input and responsibility along the way, like just taking responsibility.
0: That same thing happened to me as a child too. I remember it. My first roller coaster was with my father, <laughs> and I was like, "Let's do this, Dad!" And he was very encouraged he was very encouraging to me. My mom was not so <laughs> excited about that idea. Um, but it actually turned out to be a really good thing for me. Um, mm-hmm. I I love roller coasters, mm-hmm. and also gave me confidence like I can try new things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I was a rather timid child, so this was that's a really good example for me too, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. of what my dad helped me um, step out and um, do. Yeah. Fathers really do have a sense that, that they can see where their kids need to be challenged. And that is exactly what happened with me um, during that time when my dad encouraged me to go on a roller coaster. Um, he saw that I was timid and I needed to have some confidence and to try new, to try new things. And that's what he did for me. So I, I, that resonates, that example resonates with me as well. So can you tell me about uh, another example of how this has played out in your, um, in your family life? Mm-hmm.
1: Another area that God has challenged me in following has been medical decisions, particularly related to our kids. I think because a lot of fear and concern about their safety and well-being can come up. And um, in this day and age especially, it just seems like there's so much conflicting information out there, and a lot of it's really polarized. To add to that, I'm a researcher by nature, and um, it does have its strengths, but in this particular area, it can really lead me down a black hole of Instagram posts from all the leading experts, articles championing all kinds of conflicting information, and news stories featuring all the worst-case scenarios. Um, So I can easily end up feeling fearful about every option that's available to us, and that really paralyzes me, Then I really have a hard time taking action in any one direction. As you can imagine, um, things get even messier when I start looking around to see what everyone else is doing. (laughs) And um, that's not a good recipe for getting clarity, but it's a great way to become a basket case. Um, Often, after I've worked myself up, I finally think to ask Bruce about what he thinks. And surprise, surprise, I discover that he has some thoughts on the decision. He's far less prone than I am to being driven by fear or fads. And he tends to be far more clear-headed when making decisions about things like this. So it's sometimes hard for me to let go of the reins, especially with all this information that I've gathered and all these different things that I have, you know, swimming around in my mind. But there have been many times where just letting Bruce make the call and choosing to follow him, especially when I feel stuck and I'm just having a hard time moving in any one direction. It's really freed me up to move forward and focus time and energy on things that are just much more important in the big picture.
0: Yeah, that's really helpful, Erin. It, it does seem like as women we can, um, we can fall prey to fear, and then that leads us to control things. It's really helpful to include our husbands um, in areas where we can let fear um, overtake us. How about another area that you have seen this play out?
1: Probably the, the biggest other arena that comes to mind is following Bruce's lead in parenting when disciplining our kids. Um, you know, anything from consequences to what the boundaries are going to be. Um, I, I really need Bruce's help navigating through that. He typically takes the lead on discipline when he's home, and early on, I would sometimes feel like he didn't have an accurate read on the situation or that he was giving consequences too quickly. There were a few times that I would actually step in as he was in the middle of dealing with one of our children to either vocalize my disagreement or take up their, their cause. Um, Proverbs 10.1 says, A wise son brings joy to his father, but a foolish son brings grief to his mother. At one point, a few years back, I heard a mentor of mine Comment that it says foolish children bring grief to their mothers, specifically because mothers tend not to hold the lines discipline as firmly and often go easier on their kids, often to their detriment. And man, that just nailed me right between the eyes. I really felt convicted. I wanted to challenge the moms in the room to be careful that they did not undermine their husband in the area of discipline, because while it's hard to watch your kids experience consequences, it's exponentially more painful to watch your adult children make foolish, harmful choices
0: in the middle of chaos myself and josh comes in and he has a fresh perspective which really helps the situation because my my kids and i are just like at each other's throats we're like frustrated with each other there's been a lot that's gone on during the day and josh will come in and he sees the situation much more clearly than i do So Erin, can you give me like, you know, just kind of like a snapshot into your family life, like an example of what that, the last time this happened?
1: Absolutely. Um, Recently when Bruce was home, one of our kids stepped on a book that another one of our kids was trying to pick up. Like, you know, the parenting scenario, you just don't see yourself having the referee. (laughs) Um, When Bruce asked that child about it, they said they didn't realize that their sibling was trying to pick up the book. He asked them again to make sure that they were being truthful because this particular child had been known to lie in the past and it's something that we're really working on with them. As I was watching the interaction play out, I was feeling more and more certain that this time this child was telling the truth and I was feeling really concerned that Bruce might be coming down too hard on them. Bruce continued to gently but sternly gather more information about what had happened and that child started getting emotional. At this point, I just it, I just couldn't take it anymore. I stepped in. I came to the child's defense. I asked a few more questions and concluded that it was just an unintentional mishap. We encouraged the child to clear things up with their siblings. And seconds later, we hear the child from the other room say, Sorry for stepping on the book and blocking you from getting it. <laughs> I was floored. My read had been completely off. So Bruce called the child back, and we dealt with the fact that they had lied. Mercifully, God allowed Bruce to deal with the heart issue that he was seeing, even though I had stepped in and totally kind of taken over halfway through. God used that very humbling situation to show me yet again that he often gives specific insight to Bruce as the leader of our home.
0: I have been guilty of that same thing, and I've had to, um, you know, clear things up with my children, and what I usually do is say, Mom stepped in and undermined Dad's authority, and that was not right. Can you please forgive me for not giving a good example or showing a good example of what it looks like to follow so that really, that has been really helpful. I'm sure that you do the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what do you do when you don't agree with your husband's call? Like, and you really, truly think that you have the right uh, perspective. What, what are ways that you deal with that? It's a really
1: hard tension to be feeling in the moment. I think that's one of the most challenging times for me to just rein in my emotions When I notice myself feeling concerned or fearful about things like this, one of the first things I start doing is just praying. I pray that Bruce would have the wisdom and the insight he needs, and I pray that God would show us what's going on. I also pray that God would give me the self-control not to step in and, you know, stage a coup d'etat in the moment, um, and and just help give me clarity. And then the next thing I do is I I choose to just kind of take note of the concern that I have and I try to find a time you know relatively quickly after that just to debrief and talk with Bruce about my concerns. There's a lot of times when I see something and he sees something and I've been home all day and I have this backdrop but he's got fresh eyes because he's not up to his eyeballs in it all day Mm -hmm. and so it's actually really helpful for us to come together and it's much more helpful if I come in starting off trying to understand what he's seeing and not just, you know, laying out what I see and why I think he's wrong. And so if I can understand what he's, you know, what he's seeing or what he's trying to address, and then it also helps me to, um, you know, just express what I'm seeing and we can kind of decide together moving forward um, what we may do differently or how we can change things up. And Bruce has actually even gone back and, and cleared things up at times with kids. If he had the wrong read or um, you know, just made a bad call, Like that's the beauty of clearing things up is we have that option. I think the other perspective that really helps me is that discipline makes impact over the long haul. So our kids are not going to be scarred for life by one bad call. Which, praise the Lord, because I make bad calls all the time in parenting. And so there's a lot of freedom for me and for me to just let Bruce lead when I remember that making one bad call or two bad calls in a day is not a deal breaker. There's actually a lot of freedom. And the bigger picture is that we're correcting and we're disciplining and we're pointing our kids back to what the Bible says about how to do life in the grand scheme of their lives, in the big picture, consistently over the years. And so um, that actually frees me up to just, Mm -hmm. you know, let go of the tension in the moment.
0: Well, let's go back to that situation. What did you actually learn from that situation, that recent situation?
1: Well, when I chose to undermine Bruce's attempt to deal with lying, it was because I was letting fear and pride drive me. And it was really hard for me to to really like go back and like delve into what was going on in my heart. But I find it's really helpful to figure out like what was driving me in that moment. And those were the two primary um, feelings, pride and fear. I was pridefully convinced that I had the right read on the situation And I was also afraid that holding the line would break down trust with that child unnecessarily and have a negative impact on our relationship. And that's actually a major fear that I deal with when it comes to discipline. I really have to watch that I don't let fear about how our relationship is going to look over time drive me to just drop the reins on discipline. Um, I think this is where trusting the Lord that how he says discipline works is actually real. And I really have to keep trusting that what God says is true. And, um, and also, it's helpful to see parents that have gone before and have walked in God's ways. And they, many of them have really, really good relationships with their kids, so that also helps me. When I intervened, it actually muddied the waters because I had basically made myself an ally with my child by taking their side. And I had called Bruce's leadership into question. So my lack of followership made it harder for my child to recognize that they were wrong and admit their sin, because I kind of helped convince them that they were in the right and that they weren't doing what they know what was wrong. Hebrews 13, 17 says that our leaders keep watch over us. There is actually protection that comes with operating under and following the authority that God puts in our lives. And Romans 13, 1 and 2 says everyone must submit to governing authority. For all authority comes from God, and those in positions of authority have been placed there by God. So anyone who rebels against authority is rebelling against what God has instituted, and they will be punished. So when I choose not to follow Bruce well, I am failing to trust that God can work through the authority that he's put over me. And I'm also showing my children that it's not important to follow God or other authority that he's put in our lives.
0: So helpful. I think... um... You know, as we've been talking about teaming together in family life, authority and um, and understanding how authority works in a family is really important. Um, I'm going to go back to the soccer analogy. <laughs> I'm not a soccer pro, again, <laughs> but that reminds me of midfield. And midfield is a position that is a supporting role. It kind of goes back and forth with defense and offense. And... Um, you kind of have that role as a wife. You sometimes will be the follower, you're playing the following role, and then you turn around and you're the leader, you're leading your children. So, can you tell me how that how that how understanding authority helps you as you play both roles in your family life?
1: Yes. And um, that is definitely a great way to put it. Just that tension of almost almost playing two different roles at the same time. I think That's why, you know, in soccer you're working as a team, as a husband and wife, you're really working as a team. And I think this is why communication with husbands and wives is so important because though Bruce isn't with us all day, he really is setting the direction and he's setting the tone for our family life. And so I actually try to check in with him a lot to get perspective from him and help from him sorting through how to solve problems or what to expect of our kids when he's gone. So really, even when I'm there, I'm kind of submitted, I'm operating under His authority. Um, But I also, with my kids, get to have a a, kind of a window into His world of what it looks like to lead. Um, I often get to experience what He's experiencing from me as my children respond to me how I've been responding to Him. And so, um, God often uses my children as a mirror, and it's amazing, you know, I'll just Respond to something that he asked me to do with a little bit of a dragging my feet or you know And I think it's pretty upbeat. I'm still doing what he asked me to do But then I experienced from my kids how grinding that is to just be asking people to do things all day And they're just you know kind of going about it, but and doing it But you can tell they're not on board and it's just not a joy And I actually don't have joy in just commanding a bunch of people to do a bunch of stuff. They don't want to do and so often God really challenges me through my children to kind of like sharpen up my following with my husband because they really take their cues from me. They're learning how to follow as they watch me follow my husband. And so often when I'm running into a problem with my kids, what I've learned is the first thing I need to do is look at what I'm doing and figure out what I need to change. And oftentimes as I change and sharpen up on my following my kids will take their cues from that and really like it's amazing how much traction we can gain as a team when we're all working together and we're all following the way that we need to be
0: Mm -hmm. it's yeah it does help us have compassion when we are put in the place of leading Mm -hmm. ungrateful complainers (laughs) (laughs) i love my children but you know sometimes that happens and Gosh, I and, and it happens usually right after I've done that to my husband. So this is really helpful that you bring that that you that, that example is really helpful. So Aaron, what are the other benefits of teaching your children how to follow authority?
1: You know, things just go better for all of us when we know how to operate under authority. No one is exempt from authority. You know, the president of the United States, the most powerful man in the world, all still answer to authority. And so I'm convinced that training our kids to follow authority will help them grow up to be better employees, better church members, and better members of society in general. Their success long term is directly tied up in how they relate with and submit to authority. One of the best ways I think that we can teach our kids to follow authority well is by highlighting situations that we find ourselves in under authority, explaining to our kids what we are doing to follow, and tell them why. And actually, I think... We can even do this when we're struggling. You know, even those times when I clear up with my kid that I stepped out from under Bruce's authority and I intervened and I undermined him, I'm still pointing them back to what God says about following authority, and that's helping them develop a picture for what the ideal is. Um, Doing that, you know, like I said, seems to be particularly helpful to them when I don't want to do something, but I choose to follow anyway and God in his kindness often has allowed me to experience a tangible benefit that I can circle back around and point out to my kids in order to show them that God's way really does benefit us
0: as a culture we are really afraid of authority we're afraid of being taken advantage of and um, I think we we react to authority instead of responding in the right way to authority um, you know, as I've seen, um, as I've helped my own children um, work under authority that is, you know, not right. Mine, sometimes I, I'm not the best authority figure in their lives. I have to clear things up. I have to ask for forgiveness. Um, but one of the things I'm trying to really train my children to do is that um, we're all sinners. So even the authority that is over us um they fall into that category. They sin. And so what does God want them to do when their leader sins, when their leader does the wrong thing? Are they exempt from obeying God when their leader makes a mistake and falls into sin? Well, there was a situation <laughs> yeah. um, with one of my children that he, he had a, a coach that was just really um, rude and um, unfair. And we we really um we really helped our son figure out how to be on his te- on the coach's team, how to um be respectful of the coach, how to follow his lead, and how to how to really um make the most of the situation. It wasn't the coach was not um stepping out of line to where he was going to damage my son he just was a very hard person to deal with but it really helped my son be able to choose the right thing even though the authority was a little bit harder to deal with um and that is actually a really good skill for our kids um so that what you're talking about here is just really very vital like we have to help our kids work through following authority and um and that and and in a team, that actually makes it to where um, we can accomplish more.
1: Mm-hmm. It's so important as parents to carefully choose the leaders that we put our kids under, especially when they're young. You know, we want to know that there's good leaders there, so we can confidently coach them in submitting themselves and obeying the direction those leaders set cheerfully and wholeheartedly. But they're not going to be perfect. And our kids are under so many different kinds of leaders, teachers, Coaches, babysitters, grandparents, and other adults that they're around. And it's so helpful when we can know that they're gonna make it a joy for those that we leave them with. It's gonna be helpful for them, but it's also helpful for us. And, um, you know, there's a range of leadership that they'll, we will find ourselves under throughout our lives. So I think, you know, what you're saying is true. It's so hard, but it's valuable for our kids to learn to operate under difficult leadership. And God can be trusted to take care of us, even in situations where leaders might be harsh, unjust, or unfair. And they're really not going to be able to experience that unless they're actually in a situation where they get to choose God's way and then see Him take care of them in one way or another.
0: We get to coach them um, to distinguish between what a difficult leader looks like and what a damaging leader looks like. So we have to help them learn how to follow, Um, and the Bible has a lot to say about how we follow leadership, Um, but we don't want them to be under an evil leader, like Hitler, (laughs) that's very obvious. So we wanna kinda give them categories for difficult leadership and um, damaging leadership. We don't wanna put them in an abusive situation, but we really want them to learn how to follow leadership. Mm
1: And I mean, that's so true. Even as adults, there's so many times that we find ourselves under leaders that don't communicate the way we prefer as often or they communicate too often or we have conflicts of personality or their goals don't make sense to us. And I think that's just something that we're going to run into our whole lives. And so what a valuable thing to come alongside our kids when they're growing and developing and help them learn how to read situations And discern, is this damaging or is this just difficult for me? And then what does God say about how I respond to this? And what does God say my role is in this situation? And just think about how much better equipped they'll be to function in church life under someone who's different than them. Or to, you know, be an employee in a workplace that, you know, the style is is just not what they would do if they were the leader. Um, But God can really be trusted in all those situations. And I think it's just such a helpful thing to be training them in.
0: And following authority, the way God says to follow authority, actually wins a leader over. Mm-hmm. And really, um, I've seen situations where they, there's been difficult leadership, but then the leader has been won over by the way the follower has has responded. Um, my son had a situation with a, um, a teacher one time where he really did not appreciate the way that he was being spoken to it was just he felt it was harsh or it was impatient but he just chose to respond in a respectful way and the leader and en- ended up at the, at the end of the year just really um praising him for his character and that was just really encouraging to me and it was really helpful for my son to see that happen well what is a major theme that god is teaching you currently in parenting Aaron?
1: well there's many themes that he's teaching me, but I think the one that stands out the most is that I'm just desperately in need of God's grace and help. And that has been evident to me all along the way, but there was something about adding our fourth kid that just kinda threw me for a loop. And um I wake up more days than not just feeling really inadequate. I think it's the number of children talking to me and needing to (laughs) meet me and like all the housework that needs to be done. I don't know what it was, but It just, it takes a lot out of me. And most days I wake up just really aware that I need God's help. And our day goes much better when I start my day with my head on straight. And the only reliable way I've found to do that is by connecting with God through reading the Bible and talking to Him in prayer. The strength and perspective I need is there. It's not in coffee. It's not in friends. It's not in alone time. Really, it's only the Bible and perspective gained in prayer that's really helped me Be the kind of mom and the wife and the friend that I need to be. Psalm 18, 30-32 says, As for God, His way is perfect. The word of the Lord is flawless. He is a shield for all who take refuge in Him. For who is God besides the Lord? And who is the rock except God? It is God who arms me with strength and makes my way perfect. Another version of the Bible actually says, instead of He makes my way perfect, it says He clears my path. And I just love that picture of God just going before us and making it clear where we need to go, what we need to do, and when everything needs to happen. When I spend time with God, I'm reminded of my condition, lost, broken, just prone to wander and get off track. And I basically need to learn the same thing over and over and over again. And so I am so much more patient and compassionate with my kids who need to learn things over and over and over again. When I remember that we actually have far more in common than we do different, we're really learning a lot of the same things together. And um, knowing that God is compassionate and gracious and helping me really helps me turn and and respond to my children in the same way.
0: Erin, that's really encouraging. I think teaming together as a family um, is something that... um, we cannot do without God's help. We need God's help. There's too many things that are working against us um, in this life. And so I, I, love, I love what you had to say about really trusting in God and really seeking God to help you with the challenges that you face in life. Um, so what is one way you would like to encourage moms who are currently in the trenches?
1: Learning to trust God and follow authority is hard. It takes time. A lot of time. More time than I wish it did, honestly. You know, I'm I'm many years down the road and I still spend probably more time than not just getting back on track and following and dealing with authority. But God has taught me so much along the way. Um a passage from the Bible that has really encouraged me is 1 Peter 3, 4 through 6, which says, make yourselves beautiful on the inside in your heart with the enduring quality of a gentle, peaceful spirit. This type of beauty is very precious in God's eyes. For it was in this way that holy women who trusted in God used to make themselves beautiful, accepting the authority of their own husband. For example, Sarah accepted Abraham's authority when she called him master. You have become her children when you do good and don't respond to threats with fear. The thing that stands out to me here in this passage is that my hope and trust needs to be in God. And as I get to know God more and deepen my relationship with Him, it has actually really helped me to grow to be a better follower because I'm looking to God and not to people, you know, not to my husband, to take care of me.
0: Thank you so much for sharing, Erin. What I really appreciate about you is your willingness to be open and honest. Um, Thanks for the reminder that we're all a work in progress, myself included. God is training us to be part of his plan in the world, and um, we all have a vital role to play in his plan, and we actually need his help daily to fulfill his assignments for our lives. So thank you so much for sharing today.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me.
0: Well, moms, I hope this has been a help to you and an encouragement As you seek to train your child to love God and know him, please leave us a review and share this podcast with your friends. Thanks so much for joining us today. We hope that you've been encouraged to move forward in your parenting journey and that you have some practical next steps you can readily apply. Join us again next month for another Mom to Mom podcast.